You're listening to The Business Marketing Show, special episode, online marketing planning and strategy for 2015. You can find us at businessmarketingshow.com or on iTunes. Alrighty, welcome to the Business Marketing Show. I am your host, Brendan, with my co-host here, Ed. How are you today, Ed? Very good, Brendan. How about yourself? This is exciting. Well, thank you. Did you like my introduction today? It, your introductions are always good. Crowd pleasers, for sure. Oh, that's, I always aim to be you know, crowd pleasers. So. <laughs> All good. So, today, start of a new year. What are we going to talk about? We're talking about uh, online marketing plan for this year. Simplified, yep. very easy to implement. Yep. Straightforward, no nonsense. And uh, this could be, well, things could change in the future, but this is 2015 we're talking about. But really, this could be any year unless there's new things that come along that people have to do that are different to this in terms of online stuff, which there very well may be something. But we're, we're keeping it pretty simple. So yep. we've got about five or six sort of core things that we're going to be going through. And uh, the first one off the bat is your favorite subject, hosting. Hosting. Love talking about hosting. Yep, absolutely. We stick on our nerdy caps here and <laughs> off we go. We're going to talk about things that people just take for granted. And yep. uh, if it's one of those things that they don't have sorted, then they can be in all sorts of trouble. And their main sort of uh, support and, and platform that their website runs on, if that's crap, then their business can be crap. So, yep. so the reason why we, why, yeah, why we talk about that, it's a foundational component. Gets very little attention. Everyone assumes hosting is just hosting. We did have, I don't know what episode number it is, but we had a whole episode where we talked about hosting. But I guess... Um, key takeaways here are hosting needs to be fast, reliable. Most hosting is very slow. It's unreliable. It's down a lot. You probably don't even know it. Um, fast, reliable, secure, and it needs a backup. Most hosting doesn't have a backup. So if something happens to that hosting provider, bye-bye to your website or your online marketing efforts, it's like too bad, read out terms and conditions. We don't provide backup. Yep. Um, and secondary to that is domain name stuff which is tied into it's technically not hosting but it's tied into hosting that most people don't know where the domain name is and if it expires same sort of deal it's a foundational component you lose the domain name you have no presence on the internet so yeah and everything you've worked for and built uh, is potentially flushed down the toilet unless you can yeah. get the domain back which sometimes you can sometimes you can't so but yeah. it's pl like playing Russian roulette if you don't manage your domain and your hosting yeah, so, at, so our first action step, so we'd both do this if we were working one-on-one -on -one with you, if you're listening, would be we'd look at your hosting, we'd figure out where there's four components of hosting. We talked about in the hosting episode, but briefly, they are your domain name, DNS hosting, so DNS hosting, email hosting, web hosting. So we'd look at your hosting, see where it is. We would sort out the registrar and make sure that the details are up to date and you have access and you have logins to all the other parts of your hosting, you know where they, are, where they are and then we'd probably look at your web hosting, make sure it's got a backup, make sure it's fast enough because most websites actually load, take longer than five seconds to load so visitor comes waiting around too long they'll leave. 
um, and we just make sure it's working properly. So that that's step one, pretty simple, right? Yeah, and for those who are not technologically advanced superhuman beings like us, um, what does DNS stand for, Brendan? So DNS stands for Domain Name System. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, the internet runs on addresses called IP addresses. They are numbers. And DNS hosting turns the web address into an IP address. Now, most people, most of the time, it is bundled with your web hosting. But it's still important you know about it because it's a key component of the hosting. It is indeed. It is indeed. Very cool. So, and there are also things we talk about with hosting that you mentioned before, is that you can uh, speed up your hosting by yep. by using a... Uh, something like, help me, Brendan, what's it called? Cloudflare. Cloudflare, thank you. Or content uh, delivery network. A content delivery network, not necessarily just Cloudflare, but that's the one that we use, and that was the one that you put me onto, which has been fantastic. And uh, also backing up your website. So whether if you've got a WordPress website, you could use something like VaultPress. That's V-A-U-L-T-P-R-E-S-S.com. We'll have links in the show notes for this. but And we have mentioned them. And we'll have a link to this hosting episode uh, podcast as well. But um, yep. So tell us more about the Cloudflare or content delivery network. What's what's important about that? So if someone's paying for their normal sort of hosting somewhere. Um, why should they go and then set up something like Cloudflare? So Cloudflare is it does a few different things. Cloudflare does DNS hosting. They do website firewalling. So most websites aren't sitting. You see firewalls and stuff on the movies. Basically, a firewall protects your whatever IT stuff from threats. Now, most websites are not behind a firewall, so they're open to any threats that are hitting them. So Cloudflare is a type of firewall, and it also is a content delivery network and acceleration service. So let's just talk about website performance for a minute. So website speed is important, so it loads fast, but the capability to handle many visitors at once is also important. So cheap hosting can't handle more than a few visitors at once. It starts to slow down the visitors will start to get error pages and stuff. And you'll probably find that if you're on like a $5 a month hosting package, you'll get that. Once you have more than five or 10 visitors, the th- whole thing grinds to a halt. So so, so I, I think you guys offer it too, but we have high-performance search engine-friendly hosting. It can handle hundreds and thousands of visitors simultaneously. So Cloudflare, its content delivery network component, basically spreads your, so the website's comprised of code and images and text and all this sort of stuff. So it'll take some of those things that don't change often. For example, your, let's say your logo and your images on your homepage, and it distributes them over its thousands of servers in its Cloudflare network. So when someone comes to the website, they hit your web server, and those other images that are not the core critical parts of the website, they actually get loaded off different servers or off the content delivery network. Mm-hmm. So that reduces the load on your server, so it increases its capacity. So it has a better ability, well, it loads faster, but it has a better ability to handle hundreds or thousands of visitors at once. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. And and it's not expensive either. That's the thing. I mean, uh, what, well, Cloudflare is free. So yeah, yeah. most of our clients are on the free That's package. not expensive. <laughs> not at all. But our hosting also has a different type of content delivery network built into it. So we have... Cloudflare is one, there's different types, but basically we have two types of content delivery network. Mm. We, and, and we see it working because we have several clients who do 
TV advertising and promotional stuff where in a day they'll have thousands of visitors to the website. Yeah. That means there might be 100 people on there at once and you know the website doesn't it never slows down, doesn't miss a beat. So without the content delivery network it would probably start to slow down once it had a lot of visitors on it. Yep. Very cool. So that's that's a critical thing that a lot of people don't know about, so they need to check off that box. Um, yeah. So the next thing that we cover is the is the backup side of things. So um, tell us more about that. We, well, I mean, we both use Vault Press. That's one of one of the things. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, with web website, a website is effectively a piece of software, so it needs a backup like any other software that you run. And the reason why we care about the website is because we're investing money into it. The Google rankings are. If you're ranking number one in Google, that's like a good, that's a strong asset and it's generating customers or whatever. So it's important we're backing up the website somewhere. So again, most hosting packages don't have uh, a backup or it's very basic backup. Yep. Um, or it's not, a, it's not off-site backup. So we have our own backup, but then we also use VaultPress, which is backed up automatically off-site once a day. Fantastic. Yeah, that's important that people do that I was having this very conversation with a client the other day um, and we're just about to take over their hosting of their website and things like that and they had no idea about any of this sort of stuff they weren't backing up their website they just made the assumption that their hosting company uh, was doing the backup and if you go back and listen to our hosting a <laughs> hosting episode it goes into that in more detail so I think yeah. we've done the hosting bit and so people can get more detail from our hosting episode that we yep. did uh, a while back. So that's a good one to go back and revisit. So oh. next on the list, Google Places. Google Places or Google Plus Local or yeah. Google Maps. Or whatever they call it next month. Or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> or uh, month after. They change the name a lot. Good old Google. Yeah. So if you have a place where people come to, a business where people are visiting, you got to sort out your Google. We'll just call it Google Places because that's what it used to be called. Yes. Uh, you need to sort out your Google Places listing, and we have an episode on this one as well. Yes. Um, so basically, Google Places is the directory that integrates with Google Maps. So if you want your business on Google Maps, you need to have a Google Places page or listing, um, and that's the search result you see if you Google a business name. You'll see it in the, the right hand side now. Yep. Um, or you'll see a list of results with phone numbers and addresses. So that's driven by that. So. Just by having that, you'll rank higher and get more traffic to your website. Yep, and that, that is another thing that, uh, well, it doesn't cost if you do it yourself in terms of it's free. Uh, if you get someone to set it up for you, it wouldn't be free, but the actual listing itself doesn't cost anything on Google. So. Yep. yep. Often, if you have an older business that's moved addresses several times or changed phone numbers, there's often a lot of cleanup work involved around fixing the addresses that are listed for your business across the internet. So even though Google Places is free, there might be a whole bunch of work to make that start appearing in the search results because if Google sees that you have multiple addresses, it's basically a conflict and it will just it will not show your Google Places results when people search for you. Yeah, and we don't makes want sense. that. We definitely don't want that. Yeah. Yep, that makes perfect sense. So that's for people who have physical premises. If mm -hmm. you're an e-commerce business, then probably the e-commerce equivalent of that is re is running Google product listing ads. Yes. So those are the search results that appear when someone types in a buying term and they're the product 
the, like you see the product images, price, description, and the search results. So that's driven by Google product listing ads. Yeah, yeah. Um, or Google Shopping. Google Shop. Yeah, Google Shopping. Google shopping. Has that changed name, or is it still Google Shopping? Uh, it's Google Shopping. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so anything else to add with that one? Should we go to the next? That's it. Uh, okay. Yeah, Google Shopping is cheaper than it's driven by AdWords, but it's cheaper than it's cheaper. Yeah. Maybe we probably have an episode about that as well. Yeah, we haven't. I wish you, I don't think we've done we have an one. AdWords episode, though. Yeah, we've, we've got a CMS one, we've got an AdWords one, we've got a, all sorts of stuff, but I don't know whether we did a shopping one. We'll have to double check that. If we did, we will link to it in the show notes. Cool. Um, okay, next on the list is having a content management system, Some, mm. something like WordPress, or as it's often referred to, a CMS is the abbreviation. So WordPress or some type of e-commerce platform that is uh, set up to be managed easily by yourself or staff or whoever you're paying to, to look after it. So we talk about WordPress a lot mm-hmm. and we've done an episode on WordPress as well. Uh, so why should you use WordPress? I mean, people ask me this a lot. What's the difference between WordPress and Drupal, which is another content management system, and Joomla? Uh, like we're just moving a client away from Joomla at the moment to WordPress because she doesn't like it and she can't get anyone to help her with it because there's not a lot of support. <laughs> um, and there's a very good reason for that. But you have a lot of people out there who are diehard Joomla fans or diehard Drupal fans. But, I mean, is is it a case that WordPress is just a better platform or is it just a preference? For, I guess, a couple of reasons for us. Uh, one, it's more search engine friendly. So all things being equal, almost every time a WordPress website will outrank another CMS. And that's tied into the fact that there are so many more plugins available for WordPress because it's the most popular. So the SEO plugins are better, mm-hmm. um, which is the other reason why we use it because there's so many off-the-shelf themes, plugins, and bits that you can plug into WordPress that it makes it from a business owner perspective, a really cheap platform to run because you can find people who are happy to work with it and understand it. But if you want functionality added in, it usually doesn't need to be custom programmed. You can install a plugin and get 99% of that functionality and often the plugins are free. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Other platforms, years ago we used to use Joomla, but I find that Joomla is full of security holes and our Joomla sites got hacked pretty regularly, whereas we don't really have that issue with WordPress um, it's, it just seems to be a more secure platform and you know you keep the patches up to date and things like that. Other platforms do have patches, but my experience has been that they break. Other platforms tend to break a lot more than WordPress does when you update it. It's like updating your computer. Like Sometimes you install an update and something goes astray. Like Websites are software, so they behave in the same way. Mm. So WordPress for us has just been more reliable, more search engine friendly, very easy to work with. Yep. Yep, very, very true. And look, uh, there are other systems. I was just chatting with someone the other day who has got a website built in Adobe. Um, what's it called? Had it in my head two seconds ago, and now I've forgotten. Uh, Business Catalyst. So you, you you know Adobe Business Catalyst, don't you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what about something like that, which is a all-encompassing system that incorporates fairly advanced email marketing systems as well, and shopping carts, and it's all it's all rolled into one. Um, not not a huge fan, to be honest, of Business Catalyst. Yep. Largely because 
Um, Adobe bought it from someone else, I think. Yeah, they, the, they did, yeah. The business, but I don't think it's been maintained and kept up to date with the latest standards. If you're an e-commerce business, like for us, we split businesses down into e-commerce or not really. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're an e-commerce business using an e- one of the leading e-commerce platforms, it's going to give you a better result like Shopify or BigCommerce or something like that. Yep. Um, the email marketing stuff, you, I mean, email marketing, if you're doing basic stuff, you can use it something like MailChimp and it, MailChimp plugs into almost everything. So yeah. a tool like Business Catalyst is a generalist tool. It's not the best of everything, I guess. That's from my perspective. So if you use WordPress and MailChimp, you're getting the best CMS and you're getting one of the best email tools. Yeah. And there's no reason why the tools have to be all together. Like I don't, there's not much advantage having them. You're not get really getting a win by keeping it all in the same system. No, and it's actually more expensive most of the time too, from my yeah. understanding with the costs of uh, Business Catalyst. So, so yeah, I'm not a big big Business Catalyst fan either. So I, I was just curious to as to your thoughts. Sorry yeah. to those who are listening that use Business Catalyst. <laughs> um, tough, really. That's that's your your problem, not ours. <laughs> no, I'm only, only kidding. If you want to move across to WordPress, speak to Brendan or myself. <laughs> uh, okay, so. And e-commerce, I love Shopify. I'm a, I used to be a big commerce fan, but I've we moved, we've kind of we favour Shopify more these days. It's Do just you, you switched yeah. you were the I other switched. way around for it. Oh, I had some, I had a falling out with big commerce. They they have some issues, technical issues. They didn't resolve very well. So I'm like, really? okay. okay, we shopped around. We went. We had a deeper look at Shopify. Is advancing faster than big commerce. Put it that way. So. Okay. Okay. Very cool. So well, that's that's good to note. Yep. That uh, that is Brendan's current choice. It it might be different again in a year's time. It, you realize. Mate, it, often it can be. That's the thing. You, yep. you know, you choose like hosting companies. Sometimes they're good, and then they turn crap, or they get bought out by a big company, which then usually really sucks. Um, <laughs> And they stuff it all up, and the smaller company operating it was better than the bigger company. So necessarily good today, not necessarily good tomorrow. So you got to adjust. Mm-hmm. Everything changes. Look how the internet was ten years ago, and what systems we were using, and what it cost to get a basic website put up, and you know. So it's moving at the speed of light. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And even ourselves who are in the game have trouble keeping up with it. So. Yep. Um, we can certainly understand those who are listening here, are, you know, business owners trying to keep up with it. It's a pretty tough job, so, which is why we're here. We are here to help or, or, <laughs> or completely confuse you, one of the other, hopefully the first. Okay, next on the list, we have got uh, nothing else to add with CMS? You, nope. You're done? Okay. All good. You can All listen good. to the WordPress episode and hear us rant more about WordPress. Yeah, yeah, yes. Like. Rant is our middle name. Uh, photos. Proper professional photography for your website, which of course we have done an episode on as well. But yep. uh, that is a very important thing to stand out from the crowd and not just use, uh, you know, eye stock or stock photos. Yeah. So what we talk? Well, I talked with Matt from Photography Project, which was an awesome episode. He shared a whole bunch of stuff. Yes. About photography and why photography and. You know, it's like, I mean, so many people are focused on the design of a website but don't realize that it's often it's the photos that make the design um, and, you know, can change the whole look and feel of the site. And, you know, as Matt said, like when you see a, 
I think he talks about when he looks at Apple products and he, you know, he sees the latest Apple products. You look at the photography and the way they present the product through the website, and you just you get a feeling and you just want it. So, mm. you know, while you can have words on a page, a photo really conveys emotion or generates emotion, and it just it'll make the phone ring, right? That's what we're trying to say. Yeah, and it gives you that that quality professional feel. Uh, and there's nothing worse than being on a website that looks like a photo was taken with a fogged up lens on a five-year-old iPhone, you know? It's like yeah. terrible and it doesn't portray what you're trying to get across to the customer, particularly, uh, well, not only, but very much so with product photos. So yeah. if you've got a really hard to look at photo that's a product you're trying to sell and people want to get a better description or, or view of what it looks like, then... It needs to be high high definition. Uh, it still needs to load quick. That's the other. Th- you know, it needs. Even though we have faster internet connections these days, it still is important that it's a high quality image, but the lowest possible size to be viewed on the internet in terms of uh, pixels and compression and and um, size of the file. Yep. So, very very important. Uh, but yes, say hey, that's that one we did with with Matt, or you did. I was not involved, other than at the start of I was talking about it. Uh, very good episode to listen to. So we won't. And we talked about the the three P's of photography: people, your premises, or your place of business, and your products. So awesome, the three P's. So that's cool, and we also talk about video as well, which is uh, the follow-on uh, addition to that. So uh, video has a, an important role in some websites, not necessarily all, and it's a very, very powerful medium. Just look at YouTube and how much is going on there. It's ridiculous. Uh, I, I just clearly remember, I think it was, it's 10 years ago now, I think it was 2005 that, that Google bought YouTube. Uh, might be wrong there, but I'm pretty sure it's 2005. So we're talking 10 years ago, Google bought YouTube. For 1.4 billion, or something, and everyone thought they were mental. <laughs> what, are they, what are you buying that for? And you know, um, I, I'm not quite sure what their revenue is just from YouTube at the moment, and it's only going to get bigger. But it, I think it's well and truly paid for itself. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm I'm sure the hosting costs of that would be would be very very large. But you know, that's one of the things that they do. Um, they have massive server farms. These guys so. So video is just as important in, in a lot of ways, but, but video is uh, probably more expensive to produce than photos. So, so have a listen to those ones. Um, next, we are going to be talking about some traffic sources. And mm-hmm. you know, we've, we've done all this work. We've, we've got the hosting. We've, we've listed it on Google Places, so technically that comes under traffic as well. Uh, we've got the content management system. We've done the photos. The, you know, sort of the site's looking schmick and good content. Now we've got to get people to the website. Otherwise, it just ends up being a needle in a stack of needles. Mm-hmm. So we've got a couple. <laughs> Do you like that one? See, needle in a haystack is so 1990s. <laughs> who, who says a needle in a haystack? Well, you, I reckon I could find a needle in a haystack eventually. But differentiating your needle from the other stack of needles, much harder to do. So I'm, 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 I'm claiming that one. I like it. Needle and a stack of needles. Needle and a stack of needles. So uh, we've got AdWords or Google AdWords uh, and search engine optimization or SEO and email marketing. So they're probably three of the major issues or issues uh, areas. <laughs> <laughs> they have their, their issues as well. 
Um, I mean, of course, there's you know, social media and paid advertising on that. But for now, we're going to talk about AdWords, SEO, and email marketing. So, of course, one of my favorite subjects is, is Google AdWords, which is paid traffic. So one goes and sets up an account with, with Google, or you get someone like us to do it, and then we or you will go and target specific keyword terms uh, for what people are searching on relating to your products and services. And when someone does a search, your ad should be triggered and it pops up in front of that person in the search results on Google and they hopefully will click on the ad and it'll take them through to your website and then of course your website has to do the work of converting them, whether it's mm-hmm. a, a sale or a lead or whatever it, whatever the outcome is you're trying to achieve. Now that's paid traffic or pay per click traffic. So Google AdWords has been around now since 2002. So, oh God, it's hard to believe it's been around that long. Um, so, and, and it's, you know, there's a hundred odd million dollars a day spent, probably even more now, that, that's probably an old statistic, spent on Google AdWords every single day through the, the search network and Google's display network, which is their uh, ads that appear on other websites that are text ads or uh, banner or image ads. So there's a lot of companies now, um, there are still companies flooding into this whole pay-per-click system that haven't advertised at all on it um, and they just keep coming in every day so the competition is getting harder so if you keep leaving it till later I'll I'll put that off and do it later do it later do it later it's only going to get harder to get your foot in the door because the competition and the costs of what people are prepared to pay to get that sort of top left-hand spot which is where where most people are looking at when they're searching these days they everyone wants to be up there yeah. So it's funny because so many people shy away from AdWords because they have this mentality that SEO or the non paid search results are free. So let's look at that. But uh, they're not free for starters. Um, but uh, what was it? I lost my train of thought. Oh, it's basically it's like putting a dollar in and getting $10 back, right? Mm. It's. It, and it's just people are afraid to put the money in, but when it works, it works. It's like you're going to put as many dollars in as you can to make as many ten or twenty dollars back. Like it's, it, it just works like that. And people in the SEO space, they also, a lot of the time when you're talking to someone about SEO, they're asking you, do you guarantee I'll be on the first page of Google or in the number one spot? And it's really you can't guarantee that. It's impossible because you don't control Google. But with AdWords, you can get as close to a guarantee as possible. If you pay enough money and run ads on the right terms, you're almost guaranteed to be on the first page of the search results and at the top of the search results as well. So it's kind of funny that the things people are chasing, the logic's around the wrong way. They want a guarantee of being on the first page. Well, you can do that with AdWords. And then, you know, they, they want it to work. And, you know, AdWords does that, does that as well. And, you know, I guess the false economy of SEO is free. So I'm going to focus on that instead of paying for traffic from AdWords. Yeah, yeah. And look, Let's be clear, none of this stuff is guaranteed to work. And uh, you know, we have clients we've done work for that we have expecting, we're expecting the process to be quite tough and quite challenging. But because we had all the ducks in the row set up and we had the, the, the website set up to deal with the traffic correctly and had right, the right landing pages and sending the right targeted traffic through to different pages within the site, uh, the conversion was 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 uh, much better than we were expecting, and sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes you do all the right things, and for some reason it it's not hitting the mark. 
but you have to experiment. The, the unfortunate thing is a lot of businesses out there think that everything is going to be for free, you know, that, that a lot of time and effort goes into getting these things right. So, and you have to be prepared to spend some money in your marketing and, and experimenting. Um, because if you're not prepared to do that, your competitors are basically going to eat your lunch. That's what it comes down to. And you're just going to get left behind. So you've either got to get in the game or pack up and go home because there's no yeah. win, there is no in between. You have, if you're, if you've got a hundred competitors and they're all advertising on Google AdWords and you're not, well, you're missing out. That's as simple yeah. as that. So the, the smart ones typically will win though. And just because a company uh, has a bigger budget than you doesn't necessarily mean you can't get a portion of that business. Uh, sometimes they're stupid and they don't know what they're doing. So they, yeah. they may have a lot of money or a big budget, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're doing it as effectively as you could be doing it. So. Yeah, yeah, and it, you know, with the guarantees, if you were advertising, and it's funny because I do have clients who have asked about the guarantees, and they're really shy about spending money on AdWords, but they'll happily spend on newspaper and magazine advertising that they don't see. You know, they can't look at exact numbers on the return. They're not sure whether it's performing. It's actually quite expensive to to advertise on like in print like that. Mm. But it's it's funny when it comes to online that people quite a few people are still hesitant about spending advertising dollars online when you can actually see if it's working or not. Like you can yeah. see the exact behavior of people who've clicked through. Yep, yep, um, ab- absolutely. So we, we've got a client, I won't mention them, but they their uh, advertising budget before we came along, they weren't doing AdWords until we started dealing with them, they were spending in newspaper and print advertising 250 to 300,000 a year. So they were doing like full-page ads in the weekend, in well, in Perth, the West Australian, and the Sunday Times, and that was about six grand a pop, um, and then a full-page ad in one of the community newspapers. So they were spending a fortune, and they weren't even tracking it properly either. So we sort of changed that perception of what they were doing and sorted that out. But you know, the return they're getting on their AdWords campaign is phenomenal compared to what they're spending. Mm. Um, you know, this on average spending about $600 a day on AdWords, which to a lot of people, you know, they've fallen out of their chair right now listening to that $600 a day. But mm. again, it's relevant based on the return. So yeah, it's not about the spend. It's about what it's generating. $600 generates you 10 grand, 20 grand a day. Yeah. So it's, yep. it, that's what you got to look at. What's the return? What is it making back? So, yep. and yep. you can, you can increase it, you know, look, you could start off at Fifty dollars a day. You're not going to say, "Okay, right, we're going to start off at six hundred But you'll soon find out spending fifty whether that's even getting close to getting decent traffic for your marketplace. So that that might be ample for a lot of marketplaces. Fifty dollars a day. Um, I know for a lot of our clients, it's not. You know, they've got to be at least one hundred and fifty, two hundred dollars a day, uh, so that they're actually in the game. So mm-hmm. every market's different. So so that's AdWords. That's pay per click. There's also pay per click advertising for social media so you can do pay-per-click advertising on facebook and you can do pay-per-click advertising on linkedin and and twitter now actually i'll be honest i've never done it on twitter we've never gone down that path uh, i don't mm-hmm. know i don't know whether you've dabbled in it or not or no I haven't at all but most of most clients we deal with their target market isn't really on twitter anyway yeah same here so i've never i mean i'll be curious to see how it works but we don't do anything regarding twitter so do not put anything in the in the comments and ask us about twitter because we can't we can't help you so uh <laughs> but ad adwords we're, we're fine um so seo next your your love brandon goes to sleep at night and 
He he can't stop I, thinking. He has dreams about SEO. See, I, I don't. A long time ago, I used to be so obsessed with SEO, but these days, um, you know, you pay for AdWords and you just you get that traffic. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you know, from a small business, so okay, so as a business owner, you shouldn't be doing your AdWords yourself because there it's. I say it's like more dials and switches than a 747. You don't get on an aeroplane and fly the plane. Maybe there's a few. I don't know if there's a pilot listing, but nine times out of ten, you don't. So don't do that with AdWords. The same with SEO. Don't do your own search engine optimization. Um, one thing you can DIY, it's very simple. It's a very simple concept, but almost all clients that come to us and want to rank higher on Google aren't doing this. For every product or service that you want to sell, you have to have a page of content on the website for that. And it needs to be a good page of content, 500 words long with a bunch of images that relate to the content. Like oftentimes, just by having the content on your website, you'll get a big jump in traffic. So hmm. as a practical example, if you are a dentist, you sell maybe five or ten different types of dental things or services. For example, you might have general dentistry checkups. You might have teeth whitening. You might have general cosmetic dentistry, you might do dental implants, you might do basic orthodontics. Or wisdom if teeth removal. A, yeah, wisdom teeth removal. So if you want to rank for all those search terms, which is reasonable, you need to have a page for each of those different services on the website. You can't rank the same page for more than one keyword. It doesn't make sense. So Google is smart, but you know it needs to understand what a particular page is about because it can't be about two different things. It's not going to rank it. It just confuses it. So having an individual page for each service, Google understands, well, this is the page on teeth whitening. This is the page on cosmetic dentistry. So we know how what those pages are about. So now, now that we understand them, now we'll be able to rank them in the search results. So that's always the first step, and that's usually the step that most businesses are missing. And quite often, we only do a handful of things with businesses, or there's a handful of things we monitor on an ongoing basis, and that's one of them is... Is the content good? Is the Google Places listing working? Are we getting regular Google reviews on the, the Places listing? So it's really that a lot of SEO companies will go out of the way to make it mystical and they offer guarantees and all this performance rubbish. It's very straightforward and it's logical if you think about it like that. You need the Google Maps listing we've talked about. You need to get reviews on Google Maps because generally speaking, more reviews is better. It might rank slightly higher, but it will actually get more clicks which is more important because it's not just about ranking, it's actually getting your website to show in the search results and then get someone to click. So there's two parts to it there. And then having that page of content for each of the products and services. So pretty straightforward. That would be my DIY SEO guide to you know, most small business owners and managers. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the thing is, when you're doing all that, if, if you're doing all that for Google, you're doing the same thing for the humans. You know, when someone, when a, a real person comes to your website, which is the whole goal, uh, and you've got a whole stack of things splattered all over the place and one page with five different things on it, there's no clear message and it gets confusing and people go, oh, this is a mess and they, off they go. So the whole purpose of a content management system is so you can have as many pages as you need to set up in an easily structured, easily navigated uh, system and you can directly send traffic from AdWords to those relevant pages. So it's not rocket science, it's common sense. 
Mm-hmm. You know, think of how, when you go to a website, how you would like that website to be. Easy to navigate, easy to find what you're looking for. Um, have a search box on there, for God's sake. So many websites don't have search functionality, which I find mm. is, is just mind-boggling. Uh, and have a, a very important thing, I think, these days is having a... Uh, a 404 error page. So that's a page that comes up if someone's typed in an incorrect address um, or extension of your your URL and it takes you to an error page if it can't find that page. So you could have uh, a navigation map on there, you could have a search box on there. And so you people go, okay, I've, I haven't found the page, but maybe I can get through it another way. So just some simple little things, but get it sorted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Brendan's typing. Can you hear that, everyone? He's I'm just writing some of those notes for the he, show notes. He's, he's, he was writing down my words of wisdom. I was. He's going, I, I, Ed, Ed just had some gold there. I've got to get it down. I was um, actually just thinking, I hope the podcast website has a search box. I know my own website does. I'm like, oh, but I just checked it. It does. So we're all good there. Thank goodness. We don't need to edit that bit out. Thank goodness. And the, the last thing, but most certainly not the least, and I probably think it's one of the most important things, and I think you agree with me, Brendan, uh, is email marketing. So yeah. email marketing, hands down, is probably pound for pound the most powerful form of web marketing that you can use. As you know, Lots of people say email is dead and email marketing is dead. That's just a load of crap. Yeah, most people spend, everyone talks about Facebook and stuff and you know, they spend half an hour a day on Facebook. Yeah, whatever. I spend way more than half an hour a day in my inbox every day. So, mm. yeah, I agree. And the other thing, it's email marketing is not only one of the most powerful, but it, there's also, it's really, you're not spending money at all. Like You might have to pay for a tool that manages the email marketing and sends out the emails, but you're not paying, there's no ad spend, for example, with an email. You can send an email to all your customers um, and it doesn't, you know, you might spend a little bit on an email marketing tool, but you're not spending, if you have 20,000, so one of the businesses I'm involved with, we have 17,000 people on the email list. We can email them as many as many times as we want for whatever the cost of the mail out tool is. We don't, we're not paying a dollar per no. email for each person. So, um, yeah, when it's done properly, it works really well. Like that, that's the important thing. Most, I would say... 90%, 80, 90% of the email marketing that comes into my bo- inbox, particularly from big brands, uh, is done poorly. Like, And the problem is that uh, a lot of small business owners try and mimic what those big brands do. They try and send a newsletter that's full of formatting and images and columns and stuff all over the place. Yeah. Email, email doesn't work like that. So uh, I think we did we have an email episode? We must have. We did. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're def- we've definitely done an email marketing one for sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, simple is the best. Keep it simple. Usually uh, text uh, for, uh, emails are the best. I, anyone I get emails from who are the you know, top guys in marketing or sales or very, very rarely do they have have some fancy HTML-based um, email that comes through. It's usually just basic text with, yep. with links in there. Um, so, you know, you're, you're taking people f- uh, from out of the email back to your website for an offer or whatever it is or whatever they're talking about but it's very very easy to read usually they're short and concise yep. um like a, so i yeah mine are short a couple of paragraphs and an image um particularly like email marketing works particularly well where 
uh, you are dealing with, if you're a retail business, you should absolutely be doing email marketing. Um, when you're writing the email marketing emails, you should really write it as if you're writing. So I do a lot of e-commerce consulting and that's one of the things I say, write the emails as if you were writing to your best friend. Think about if you're doing business with your best friend, the emails you would send to them, you know, you see something that's relevant to the products and services you sell or that they could, you know, some sort of resource that they'd find useful, that's perfect for email marketing. It's the kind of stuff you would send them is the kind of stuff that works really well for email marketing. Too true, too true. So, that's pretty much it in a nutshell there. The core things that you know, we do and we recommend our clients do, there's probably really, other than maybe whether you have an e-commerce store or not, this is everything we've spoken about is relevant for pretty much every single business that has an internet presence. Um, so, mm-hmm. all, yep. all of those things are so, important. So, we should- Yep. Yeah, so we should recap. So fix the hosting, make sure it's fast, reliable, has backup. Mm-hmm. Um, sort out your Google Places or Google Maps listing or if you're e-commerce, Google product listing ads or Google shopping ads. Mm-hmm. Uh, CMS, really ideally, if you're a small business, WordPress is probably the platform you want to be on. Um, and uh, you can be moved across, like your design can, so long as the design is relatively good, it can be kept the same and the underlying software can be changed. Yep. Uh, commercial photography, commercial professional grade photography on your website and then uh, photography, the three P's of photography, for, uh, what are they, premises or place of business, people and products. Yep. Uh, video secondary to photos, a lot of people we talked about um, want to do videos f- but they haven't done any photography. Photography has a much longer shelf life. True, true. Uh, and it's often a lot easier to do. Yep. And, and then we've then, got, last but not least, the AdWords, SEO, and email mm-hmm. marketing. So having a Google AdWords campaign, at least experimenting and testing one, um, yep. get, getting your website set up so it's SEO friendly, uh, and having an email marketing campaign. So using some form of email marketing system or uh, email autoresponder so you can consistently contact your uh, people that come through your website that are interested in what you're doing. And you can Mm -hmm. provide them with value but also provide them with offers. So cool, dude. Very good. Right, everybody, get out there. Get get it cranking because before we know it, it'll be Christmas. Uh-huh. Uh, and we'll go, oh, wow, we did that episode back in January. And um, we're only just starting to do some of this stuff. And now it's November. Don't let that happen. Get on yeah. to it. Some of these are quite big projects. Like photography would be mm. a decent sized project. You could probably tackle, you know, there's five or six things there uh, or maybe seven. Uh, you could probably tackle one a month and, you know, you'd be done by the end of the year. And still have, you know, if one takes a bit longer, yep, still have uh, some months to spare there. So. Yeah, but uh, get started. Yep. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Brendan. Cool, man. I will catch you next episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good one, and we'll uh, speak soon. You've been listening to The Business Marketing Show. You can find us at businessmarketingshow.com or on iTunes.